0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the can, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So, not too long ago, I was at... uh... Honestly, I can't remember what steakhouse, steakhouse it was. I, I think it was the one over there by Parker Adventist Hospital. But as I was walking out, there's, there's a part of me inside. And I think guys, I think most of you guys can kind of relate to this. And, and I'm sure a lot of you girls can too. But as I was walking out, some people were walking in and out and they've got double doors that open up wide so that people can come in and out and there's no middle beam. Well, the doors started closing right as I was getting to it and there's just something about a set of double doors that just makes me puff my chest out and just push them open. You know what I mean? It just feels powerful, right? Uh, And and even though I know one door will work, um, I approach a double set of doors and dramatically throw both open, stroll through, and then usually try not to say something bad underneath my breath because I usually have to turn around because when you do that, the people walking behind you usually get a door slammed in their face. And you have to apologize profusely. And the crazy part about all of this is you know it's gonna happen from start to finish. You know you've got to throw them open up wide and you know you're going to turn around and catch them so it doesn't hit your new bride, you know, in the face cuz those things weigh like 100,000 pounds more than she does there's a part of me listen <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to be known and noticed i mean i don't think it's just me that i want to be acknowledged for the work that i do and i don't want to feel like the things that I do. I, I wanna be sure that the things that I do mean something, right? And I don't think that I'm the only one that, that fits those three things. That there's a part of us that want to be known and noticed in some form or fashion. I'm not saying have a statue made of us, you know. I mean, it's okay. If y'all wanna make a statue of me, that's fine. <laughs> a lump of clay, right? A lump of coal. And, and there's a part of us that want to be acknowledged for the work that we do, right? And, and there's definitely, we all want to feel like the things that we do mean something, right? But here's the thing, none of that really matters in the kingdom of God. It, it doesn't. Because what is success in the kingdom of God? Because Right There's a part of me that wants to be known and noticed, there's a part of me that wants to be acknowledged for the work that I do, and I, I want to feel like what I do means something, right? Well, that's all good and well down here, but that doesn't necessarily, and I'm not saying that some of those things aren't, are evil in and of, a, of themselves, but none of those are important in the kingdom of God. What does success in the kingdom of God look like? Now, I I didn't come up with an exhaustive list. It's just some things that over, you know, 15 years of professional ministry, I I just kind of know some of these things, right? I think that success in the kingdom of God might look like an abundance of faith in Jesus Christ for our salvation through his grace and mercy alone. That is success in the kingdom of God. What about this? How about not just faith in Christ for our salvation, but trusting in God and his promises, Right? That, that is success in the kingdom of God. I mean, if you went to God and said, look, God, you know, should I really should I, should I strive after being known and noticed, or should I, should I strive to put my faith in Christ and trust in God? You know what God's going to answer to that, right? You know the answer to it. How about this? What does success in the kingdom of God look like? Humility and meekness right? That, that's what success looks like in the kingdom of God. I mean, you know, do we, do we say, God, should I strive to be acknowledged for the things that I do, or should I strive for humility and weakness? You know the answer to that, right? You know the answer to it, because success in God's eyes doesn't necessarily line up with worldly success, even for Christians, okay? And finally... What does success look like in the kingdom of God? And this is where we will be spending the rest of our time today, is in this right here. Success in the kingdom of God. You climb the Christian ladder of success by putting other people ahead of you on that ladder. That that's how you get, that's how you get successful, is by putting other people before you. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 16, Jesus tells us this. This is red letter stuff. This is his quote, right? It says, the, and this is out of the simplified cowboy version. It says, the last ride with me will be the first to enter the gate. And the first to ride with me will enter last. Your Bible will say something along the lines of, Yet the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Jesus is telling a parable about, uh, and he says this in a couple of different places, but one of the parables that he talks about was he goes out, he goes to, not him, but Jesus tells the story of of a rancher basically going to the feed store and asking some guys if they want to come day work for, you know, a gold piece, I I don't know, whatever. And uh, they were like, yeah. So they go out there and they start day working. Well, that's early in the morning. About noon, he goes back, finds some other guys, said, hey, y'all want day work for a gold piece? They're like, sure. He said, get out to the ranch. So they do. And then at 4 o'clock, quitting time's 5, 4 o'clock, he goes and finds some other guys and says, hey, y'all want to y'all go to work till 5? They're like, yeah. He's like, well, get on out there. So they go out there. Well, then it comes time to give everybody wages. And he said, those that have been here the least amount of time come up first. And so they come up and he gives them a gold piece. And the first ones are thinking, man, if those dudes have been working for an hour, get a gold piece. Wonder what I'm going to get because I've been out here all day. Well, the guys that showed up at noon, he gets them a gold piece too and there's a little bit of grumbling. And then the guys that showed up in the very beginning, he gives them a gold piece too and they get mad. He's like, hey, hang on a second. Why are you being mad because of my generosity? I offered you to come work on my place for a gold piece and you agreed. What does it matter that I choose to pay everybody today that worked for me? What does that matter? And they're still grumbling and Jesus said that's the way it will be in the kingdom of God, that the first will be last and the last shall be first. So if you want to look at what Christian success looks like, it's that right there. The last ride with me will be the first to enter the gate and the first that rode for me will be last. You know, one of the, one of the greatest, th- this sounds so silly and I think y'all know me by now, I find immense pleasure in the little things, right? And one of the little things about the cowboy culture that I just love and for y'all that don't necessarily work on ranches or haven't had that opportunity, if you ever do, listen and listen close. There's something special about the cowboy as everybody's trotting out or coming home and everybody's tired when it time to come to a gate. And inevitably, one cowboy will ride up and he's just as tired, he's been just as far as everybody else, but he will ride up, get off his horse, open up that gate and let everybody else come through. And nearly every cowboy, nearly every time that rides to that gate, whether it's two or 20, will go, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, whoever, right? Everybody says, thank you. And then they all ride out there and they turn around and they wait for you to shut the gate and get back on your horse. And then it goes on again. It's one of my favorite parts of being a cowboy is the respect that is given to each other. Guys, that's how I picture Christianity right there. It is our job to ride up there to that narrow trail, to that narrow gate, try to throw it wide open, and of course, Jesus threw it wide open. But it is our message because he entrusted us with the gospel message. It is our job to throw that open and make sure that everybody gets through. And only once everybody is through do we close the gate and latch it. That is Christianity. My senior year of high school, I was... You know, when you, when you do like the voting for like all school favorite and all of that stuff. Well, everybody voted on all of that stuff. You know, the class favorites, the class officers, the big, you know, all around Mr. RCHS, you know, blah, 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 all of that. Well, we, we had those elections and I was in a runoff With, for all school favorite, Mr. RCHS, Reagan County High School, best all around, and senior class favorite. I was in a runoff with those. There was only four runoffs and I was in all four of them. And unfortunately, when the runoff elections happened, I was actually in the hospital with my pancreas when the re-election or runoff election came up. And there was Four choices for all of these. And coincidentally, three of them, y'all remember my buddy Cleon that came down and bought the two dachshunds? I was in a runoff with Cleon in three of those. And then another friend of mine for the fourth. And when my dad called that night, he informed me, my mom was with me, but my dad called. And I asked him about it. I was like, did I win any of those? Thinking, you know, I was going to win one or two, right? I got beaten all of them. (laughs) I got beaten every single one of those. You know, the guy who was voted on more than anyone, I was in more runoff elections than anybody, so I was voted more than anyone, didn't get anything. And you know what? Sounds silly, doesn't it? But when you're laying in a hospital bed away from your friends, you've had major surgery two years before, that was like a kick in the gut for me. And I have really, you would be amazed and probably a little bit mortified, maybe even a tad bit disappointed in knowing just how bad that affected me the rest of my life. Feeling like, just not, like you're real close. You're just not quite good enough. Just not quite real. I mean, close enough to smell it, but to never taste it. And since my walk with Christ has begun in earnest... (laughs) Years and years later, I've tried not to let that be my identity anymore. What's my identity now? As a professed son of God, and follower, and ambassador for Jesus Christ. And see, if you want to be successful in the kingdom of God, you got to learn how to be last, and be good with it, and be good with it. If you're going to be good at learning to be last, then you have to understand that your identity is only in one thing, and that is in Christ. Your identity is in Christ. See, we want to be known and noticed. God wants us known and noticed in the book of life, right? We want to be acknowledged, and we want to be praised. God wants to bless us so that we can help others. And we want our work to mean something. To others, God wants everything that we do to mean something to him. Learning to be last is not easy. It actually goes against everything that our evil, you know, I mean, listen, we were born, we're sinful, right? Everything about our nature goes against learning how to be last. You know, I I think that uh, as funny as it is, there's a lot of truth in uh, Ricky Bobby, right? Y'all thought it already. If you ain't first, you're last, right? Duckworths, I went and raced cars with them. They don't advise going with the preacher to race cars. Hey, crazy. He's crazy. Lights be dang, man, whoever crossed that finish line is first. Care about them lights? No, not really. It was a lot of fun, right? But everything in our world teaches us to be number one. But God doesn't. He said, You know what? If you want to be number one in the kingdom of God, let everybody go first. Let make sure everybody is through the gate before you shut it. Our identity is in Christ. (sighs) Ah. I wasn't there for the runoff elections, but I was there later for prom, right? I was there for prom and I had my, I, I had my sights set on some royalty. You wanna know why? Because my girlfriend was the homecoming queen and Mrs. RCHS and I was her boyfriend. I knew we were a strong couple For prom king and queen, I was going to immortalize myself. (laughs) And finally, (laughs) we won. We won. And by we, I mean she. (laughs) Because we were a couple and had been for a long time. And my wife, my wife, my girlfriend won prom queen. And Cleon won prom king. It really wasn't that funny back then. To be holding hands with a girl the whole time, and yet... She got prom queen, and I didn't get prom queen, and everybody knew that we were a power couple, right? Seems like I was the guy who had girlfriended up, right? That I had outpunted my coverage, right? That I was trying to throw 25-foot loops with 20-foot ropes, right? That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. But you know what? If you want to learn to be last, there's something you got to do. You got to learn something from probably, in my opinion, the most overused, misinterpreted verse in the Bible. And for some of y'all, it's your favorite. And I'm sorry to say this, it's your favorite for the very wrong reason. It's your favorite for the wrong reason. I'm not saying it can't be your favorite, but let's let's use it in context as our favorite. Anybody have any idea what it is? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Most people look at that as I can be number one if I pray to God, right? God will deliver me the victory, right? It's used as a blank check that God is gonna, uh, I can do all things, I can do anything I want to do as long as I have a cross on my T-shirt, as long as I have some little crosses on my belt, as long as I have a, 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 a T-shirt with a Bible verse on it, man, I can be number one. I can be the most successful person in the world. That is not what that verse means. You know what Philippians 4.13 means when it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Paul, in the couple of verses before, said it don't matter. he said, man, I have lived where I had everything, and I've lived when I had nothing. And you know what I've learned to do? I've learned to be content in all things things, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That verse is not about getting more. That verse is about being content with what you have. No matter if you've got a lot, or no matter if you don't have hardly anything, and if you want to be successful in the kingdom of God, you've got to learn to be content. Because this isn't about winning prom royalty. This is about being able to be okay when you don't. When you don't get everything that you want, if you don't get the one thing that you want, what does it do to you? What does it do to you? One of the most amazing tools in your toolbox that you are probably not using to its fullest deal, okay? you're using your, Even if you are using it, you're using your screwdriver as a pry bar, right? You can use the tool without using it correctly, okay? One of those powerful tools in your toolbox is contentment. To be okay, whether you've got it all or you've got nothing, and you know what the hidden component of being content is? Is being thankful, is being thankful. Did you know studies have shown that if you're not happy right now, and I don't mean like at this exact moment, I'm talking about just where you are in life right now, okay? Studies have shown that if you're not happy now, you will not be happy with more later. You will not be, if you're not happy now, you will not be happy with someone else. If you are not happy where you are now you won't be happy somewhere else and and listen all of y'all are trying to think of ways to to refute what i just said and i'm just talking about normal life okay when i said that if you're not happy now you won't be happy with someone else i am not saying that if you are in an abusive relationship that you should remain in that right okay use your heads we're not talking about extreme cases we're just talking about in general okay because The study that I read, crazy, some sociologists studied people that had won the lottery and those that had been paralyzed from at least the waist down, and asked them what their life was like before they won the lottery or before they were paralyzed. And what they found out was that 18 months to two years later, both groups whatever the vast majority, vast majority, whatever they put as what they were before is what they were then. If lottery winners said that they, were, that they were relatively happy even before they won the lottery, after they won the lottery, they were relatively happy. And those that said that they were relatively happy before they were paralyzed, 18, to two year, 18 months to two years later, they said that they were just as happy then as they were before they were paralyzed. And the inverse of that was also true. Those that said that they were unhappy before they won the lottery were unhappy after they won the lottery, right? So my point is to be content and thankful now is one of the most powerful things that we can do. We don't need more. We need him. And what he says as success is to put other people before you, to put your identity in Christ, and to be content with where you are. Now, being content where you are doesn't mean that you can't chase some hopes and dreams, okay? Because you can be absolutely content, like I love our house that God allows me and my family to live in. I absolutely love our house. I am absolutely content with my house, and I will not be any happier once I have saved up to put an addition on the deck. I will be just as happy then as I am now. Because I can be absolutely content while working towards other things. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't base who you are on those things. That's not contentment. And finally, you need to know I know that during this whole message you've been thinking, how, how, do, I, how do I put other people first? What, what does that look like? Well, it looks like more things than we have time to talk about, okay? It looks like more than that, but let me tell you what it doesn't look like. And maybe if we know that it's not anywhere in this direction, we can at least narrow down where it is, okay? Here it is. Learning to be last is active, it's not passive, okay? What do I mean by that? Being last doesn't mean that you sit in the back and let everybody else sit in the front. That's, that's not, and, and I mean that in a metaphorical sense. Just because you let somebody go in front of you doesn't mean that you are putting other people first because in the godly sense, when he says, the last shall be first and the first shall be last, when we put people first, it is active. It is intentional. It is on purpose. It's not just, well, I let them go first. I don't get a crown for that. No, you're, you didn't do anything. You just step aside, right? And I'm not saying that sometimes you don't need to do that. But when we talk about putting other people first, the last shall be first and the first shall be last, that is active. It's not passive, okay? You, you, you don't get credit. Because you went and opened the gate and then went back to the house and then came back and shut it, okay? You didn't do the work all day, okay? That's, that's, not, that's not That doesn't fall in the same line as my illustration of the cowboys opening gates for each other, okay? That's, that's passive. We're talking about active. The way you become last is intentionally and purposefully putting others before you. Because while I might have come in last on earth in a few things. I'm working on becoming first in the kingdom of God by becoming last. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And you know what? I didn't really know where this quote fit in, but it fits in there somewhere. So I'm just, I just left it to the very end, and I already said it once, but it's one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard. You know who the apostle Paul was, right? You know who he was before he was called Paul? He was called Saul, He held the cloaks and ordered the execution of the first Christian martyr. stood there while they stoned him. He gave the order. And the quote that I heard read, and I don't know who came up with it. It didn't say, and I didn't research it. Sorry. The apostle Paul entered the kingdom of God to the cheers of those he had killed. That's the power of the gospel. The apostle Paul entered the kingdom of God to the cheers of those that he had killed, but also to the cheers of... Of those that went first, and Paul did an amazing job. The second part of his life of putting other people first, and he's a great example of the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. I pray that they tell your story the same way. Let's go to God in prayer. God, thank you so much for who you are. God, man, right now, I just for me and and probably all these people here as well. Let's just put put aside all of these other thoughts, all of these other, what am I going to do today's and what do I need to get done and the stresses and everything. Let us just for a moment, just for a moment, focus our entire being on God and the goodness who is Jesus Christ that he sent to us. Let us just focus on him for just a second to understand that our identity, the one that will make The difference in everything is our identity in Christ. And to learn to be content and to learn what success really looks like in the kingdom of God. God, I don't know why you keep on loving us, but I am sure grateful that you do. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.